Your post-game recap podcast is generously sponsored by Jazby.com, a family financial app. Jazby has two main missions, to teach financial literacy to children where they learn by experience and make financial management easy for parents by giving them parental controls as children learn financial responsibility. Jazby debit cards are free and can be used virtually anywhere. Grab your phone and go to jazby.com. That's J-A-S-S-B-Y.com to learn more. And also, this podcast is sponsored by State Farm. Life is full of challenges, and State Farm has been and will continue to be there for you when you need us. When you need insurance, think of Agent Fred Hines, a proud sponsor of your Lebanon Yellow Jackets post-game recap podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to a week two episode of the Lebanon Yellow Jackets high school football post-game recap podcast presented to you all season long by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Please go see Fred Hines for all your State Farm insurance needs and questions. Last night, the Lebanon Yellow Jackets traveled to Springfield and won a matchup over the Kickapoo Chiefs by the final score of 33-16. to I'm now very excited to invite onto the podcast the head coach of the winning side, Will Christian. Coach, thank you for coming on the podcast, and how are you today? Doing well, sir. Thanks for having me. Coach, I want to start with this. As a coach, like we mentioned last week, you've been at Lebanon for now 17 seasons. When you're practicing and getting ready for a game that's going to be on the road in an environment with maybe fans that you're not used to, a field that you're not used to, is there anything as a coach that you do to prepare differently for an away game versus a home game? Not really. You know, I think that uh, the, the road travel component requires some experience you know experienced teams I think uh, have a little bit better idea how to deal with that side and I think any team in a given year you've you know you've got to experience that and then as a coaching staff I think you've got to kind of get a feel for your team and and see um, you know the things that are going to get them in a spot where they're ready to play and what I mean by that is uh, you know maybe you need to have a team uh out of sight earlier or later, or you need to have uh, an additional meeting or a shorter meeting and warm-ups. You kind of got to get a feel for your team in order to try to make it as normal as possible, but but have them dialed in and have the blood flowing and their mind in the right place. And, um, you know, I think with this football team, just to be uh, transparent, I'm not sure that, you know, we're, we're, we are where we want to be right now. Um, and so we're, we're going to do some things to, uh, tweak, um, you know, getting ourselves ready to go on the road. What did you think of your team start last night? Kickapoo started the game and had a touchdown that got them up six, nothing, or excuse me, seven, nothing. And then they also had a field goal and we're up early 10, nothing. What did you think of your team start? Well, I mean, I, I don't think we got up to a very good start, and I think you need to credit Kickapoo for that. Um, obviously, they made some plays early. You know, on the first, uh, you know, opening offensive possession for Kickapoo defensively, uh, you know, we were playing in awesome. Uh, got them in a third and, and long situation. And uh, swing pass goes to the house. And, um, you know, that is one of those little bitty things. 
but it's one play and one play can change the dynamic of a game. And so, you know, then we kind of made a few other mistakes following it uh, from, uh, uh, you know, on our next offensive possession or our first offensive possession, you know, we had uh, an early penalty and a couple of mistakes and blocking and all, then all of a sudden we're in a punt situation and, um, and it just kind of snowballed a little bit, you know, as they got a good return on the punt, which set up the field goal. Uh, but I credit our football team. You know, I told them, you know, we needed some adversity and we had it and uh, they responded the right way. Uh, very easily you get down 10 to nothing. Uh, that thing can spiral out of control and, and get yourself in a spot where you can't recover and the troops rallied well and uh, we responded the right way in that second quarter and tuck a lead into halftime. But, but without question, uh, we, we have to do some learning from this because uh, you can't spot teams 10 points each week and, and battle out of that hole. Someone who definitely seemed to respond well to the early deficit and help you guys climb out of the hole, like you mentioned, to get the lead was Cade Musia. What do you think of his performance, especially with those two touchdowns to go from a 10-0, a 10-0 deficit to then a 12-7 lead? Yeah, Cade Musia ran the football extremely hard. He's very explosive, um, very good vision. Um, and, of course, you know, all that starts up front. Um, you know, offensive line-wise, I thought we were completely dominant. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, I mean, we come in and expect, but, but that was the case. Um, and, and certainly when we come into a game with our attack and option attack, you got a decent idea of what your opponent is going to attempt to do. And then you get in the game and you see what they're really going to do. And then you got to adjust. And last night I thought, you know, they were really wanting to take away the perimeter and, and really force us to, uh, run the football inside and force us to have our quarterback keep the football and, um, you know, I thought uh, we did a great job of, of taking what they what they gave us and uh, uh, and and moving the football and, and doing what we need to do. Um, you know, the only negative offensively, to be honest, was uh, just way too many penalties. Um, we had a lot of penalties, penalties that honestly cost us two drives. The drive at the very end of the game uh, when we're trying to run out the clock, which ended up giving them the ball back with about a minute and a half to go. They didn't score, but they made it interesting. And and then, you know, that first possession of the ball game. And so, um, and we had penalties in a lot of other possessions that we overcame. So we've got to do a better job in that area for sure. At the end of the half, Kickaboo had the ball, and as you guys were up 19 to 10, but they threw an interception and it was picked off by Max Gross. How big to you was that play to make the interception and to give you guys a nine-point lead heading into halftime? Well, it was pivotal. Um, That's one of those game-changing events. Uh, You know, they're very good at the field goal kicking game, so you're looking at at least they got three on the board right there. And so uh, Max coming up with a big play. Uh, staying in his location, his spot, and uh, we got a deflection on that play um, by Jarrett Singh, which helped create that pick, and then Max secured it um, and had a nice return afterwards, and so uh, that was a huge play in the game, huge. Taking the momentum from that interception into the locker room and out into the second half, you guys started the second half on a 13-play, 76-yard drive that was 
capped by another touchdown by Cade. What was your game plan heading into that first drive in the second half, which then was executed perfectly with the touchdown? Well, we came in with honestly the same approach that we left the sec or the first half um, in expecting them to do the same things, and they did. You know, and 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 that being a lot of inside veer, um, inside veer option attack. Uh, you know, our quarterback's gonna gonna have a primary read, and then he's gonna have a pitch read, and uh, they were giving us the fullback and the quarterback component on that, and. Uh, Peyton Mitchell did a tremendous job of reading it, distributing it. And, uh, um, and of course, uh, our offensive line dominated up front and Cade Musha ran hard. And, and, and that was, uh, you know, kind of the, I don't want to use the backbreaker because the game wasn't over at that point, but it put us in a position where uh, we were where we wanted to be with the lead. You, as we look ahead towards next week and down the road for the rest of the season, you mentioned that penalties was a big thing that you need to be worked on for the team. As a coach, what is your mindset into how you get those penalties fixed? Is it stuff you do during the practice field? Is it just mental reminders for the team? What's kind of your thought process as you look to go and fix the penalty issue that you mentioned over the past two weeks? Yeah, I think it's both. Both things you said. Uh, I mean, we're going to invest time practice-wise on – improving, you know, such as holding, you know, doing a better job of keeping our hands inside and moving our feet. That can happen in the practice setting. Some of it is mental, you know, not lining up in the neutral zone, uh, uh, you know, not having uh, uh, penalties where we block in the back downfield. Uh, those are a lot of times mental. I thought our football team was hustling and playing hard, and that's important. Uh, and these penalties are fixable. Now, you're going to have some penalties in a ball game. Um, you know, I said on a radio show that, uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm never going to get on a radio show and bash officials. They're doing their job. They're doing a tremendous job. And sometimes, you know, they're going to make calls. And those calls uh, are things that just happen in the game. And you got to be able to respond to them. And then some things are calls that, uh, you know, we, we've got to get fixed. And, um, and, and so we've got to get that done because we had over a hundred yards easily in penalties Friday or last night. And, and we've got to get that done. Well, the process in the first game and where you can see if those mistakes are fixed is next week, as you guys return home for homecoming week at jacket stadium, where you will host Bolivar. What is your early thoughts of that matchup as you look to go to three and O on the season? Well, I think Bolivar is a solid football team. They're one and one. Um, they're a football team that's big and physical up front. Uh, they can run the football and throw it uh, with efficiency. Defensively, they look physical and they're flying to the football. Got a shutout last night against Parkview. Um, you know, they're a football team that I think, uh, um, you know, is, is plays with a lot of pride in, in history. So with all that being said, we really don't need to focus on really any of that. That's kind of a fan preview of our opponent. What we really got to focus on is us and uh, fixing the things that we need to fix, uh, working hard on, on being better uh, mentally to start the game, uh, you know, be it not being flat or whatever uh, mental area that we've got to get adjusted. We've got to come out of the gate better. And, and, and execute in every way better. And, and I think that our football team is capable of that. 
Um, you're going to have games like Friday where you walk away and you maybe feel you didn't play your best. But I think it says a lot for our football team that we were able to get the W on the road and not play our best. And so, uh, you know, that's something that we can build on. And, and, and we just got to work really hard on getting better. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on the podcast as always. Congratulations on the win last night to go into the season now 2-0, and you'll look to go 3-0 next week. And uh, looking forward to speaking with you again next Saturday. Appreciate it, sir. We appreciate the coverage. Absolutely. And for this week, for Coach Christian, I'm Mark Feldman, saying so long and have a great day. Once again, we want to thank our sponsor, Jazby.com, for sponsoring this podcast. Parents, you need this app to make life easier for you as you teach your kids about financial responsibility. Kids learn best by experience, and Jazby is designed to help parents in this vitally important role. Go to jazby.com to set up your free family account today. That is J-A-S-S-B-Y dot com. And also, as you have seen every weekend, State Farm and football are the perfect match. That is another reason that agent Fred Hines has chosen to sponsor your Lebanon Yellow Jackets post-game recap podcast all season. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. (laughs) 